The Easter Triduum begins with Holy Thursday, as Catholics remember when Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with his apostles. On this day, more than 2,000 years ago, our Lord instituted the Eucharist and the priesthood. But before that, something shocking happened in the upper room. And today, we speak to Father Clarence Devadas about that specific event. Hello and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home, which is produced in collaboration with the Catholic Research Centre in Kuala Lumpur. My name is Kachang Kevin, and to reflect on Holy Thursday, the first of the three most important days in the Christian calendar, we speak to Father Clarence Devadas. Hello, Father. How are you? Hi, Kevin. How are you keeping? I'm well, thank you. Still surviving during this MCO. <laughs> <laughs> now, Father, uh, all of us on the team here would like to echo the sentiment of other Catholics in Malaysia on how grateful and appreciative we are, especially during these times that we, we have the online masses. And so we'd like to appreciate the work of those preparing and planning those online masses, not just in Archdiocese Kuala Lumpur, but throughout Malaysia, the Diocese of Penang, Johor, Sabah and Sarawak. So maybe you want to say something about that since you're closely connected to the clergy and also the people, uh, the technical people involved in all this. Yeah, Kevin. So when we when we first started the, the, the live masses, you know, this we started this some time ago here in KL already. I think about two years ago we started, and the whole intention was to help uh, homebound, you know, the sick who are unable to go to mass. So special feast days were already being live streamed. So when MCO kicked in, uh, in some ways we were prepared. Uh, I think the diocese was prepared. The social communications team was prepared. They had all the equipment they've been doing. They've had the experience. So. So the transition was, was quite seamless. You know, they were ready to do it. Uh, so initially, what was happening here in KL, I'm not too sure what, what happens in the, in the other dioceses. Uh, in KL, you know, there was a kind of a roster that was put out and then priests were asked to, to help volunteer. Uh, but when the... So there were different priests. People would have noticed different priests coming. But when the second phase of the MCO kicked in, uh, now movement was restricted to, to 10 kilometers. Uh, so many of us... Uh, could not travel. And we know that for KL, it was being live-streamed from Church of Divine Mercy in Shalom. And not many of us were living in a 10-kilometer radius. Uh, so we had to kind of uh, change uh, the structure, how we're going to help, how we're going to assist. Um, and so a lot of it left was left to the parish priest uh, in CDM, <clears throat> Father Gerard, uh, to manage uh, on his own. With some priests uh, going to live with him uh, for the Easter Triduum, uh, and to be able to help him with the other masses too. So that's what we've been trying to do. We've been trying to help each other, uh, but it got a bit more difficult. Uh, then the burden fell on, on one person or a few people now to manage the whole thing. Yeah, but well, certainly we are appreciative <clears throat> of them, especially those who also prepare the music and, you know, the sign language person is also there. So I think that's, that's very helpful. And, you know, certainly in these times, we are much appreciated on that. All right, Father, on to uh, today's topic. Before that, I just want to make a quick shout out to Linda Alley, Jennifer Janty, and uh, Patrick. Lovely pictures of your Palm Sunday decorations at your home. And we are still inviting anyone and everyone to share pictures of how you have decorated your homes for this Holy Week, whether it's Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, or Easter Sunday. Send those pictures to our Facebook page at Catholics at Home Podcast. And who knows, you might just win a mystery prize, one or two mystery prizes from Father Clarence and also Father Patrick Masang. If you need ideas, go and watch episode two of Catholics at Home, all right? 
Now, Father, as mentioned in the introduction in this episode, we were speaking about Holy Thursday, and I mentioned the word shocking in the intro because St. Peter himself was shocked when Jesus wanted to wash his feet. So maybe you can start off by telling us the significance of the washing of the feet on Holy Thursday. Well, interestingly, the whole episode of the washing of the feet, you know, uh, it's something quite shocking even for the disciples, as you rightly said. Uh, they didn't expect it for Jesus to, to wash their feet. Uh, because uh, culturally and, and, and traditionally, during the time of Jesus, when people walked into the room, uh, and I'm sure somebody had already washed the feet of the disciples before they went into the upper room. But when Jesus offered to, to wash their feet, uh, it was quite shocking. And one must remember that the task of washing the feet was one that belonged to a servant and certainly not Jesus, uh, whom they saw as their Lord and Master. But there's a little bit of a historical background to that. You know, some scripture scholar says just before this whole episode of washing of the feet, um, the, the disciples were kind of arguing among themselves uh, who would be the greatest uh, among them because I think maybe they already sense, and Jesus has been talking about the passion, though they didn't fully understand what he was saying. They kind of, kind of expected uh, Jesus was going to leave them. So I think, you know, so they, like anybody else, were talking about transition, you know, who's going to take over. So there was this argument. So I think Jesus sensed that kind of tension probably as he walked into the upper room. Uh, and so he needed to show them something important, you know. Uh, and I think it's quite interesting here, you know, rather than Jesus sitting them down and giving them a whole lengthy discourse about, you know, what leadership is all about, what transition is all about, he was going to show them in a very, very practical way, something that they will not forget because it was shocking. As we, the word that we use today is unprecedented. And, you know, Jesus washes their feet. And, and interestingly, when the master washes the feet, and Jesus ends the whole uh, experience by telling them what I have done, you go do the same. So I think that the whole idea was Jesus was trying to show them that the kind of values that he is trying to instill in the disciples who are going to be sent out to propagate, to spread the kingdom of God. And it was not a worldly view of it, but it was a different way. As you know, then after this, Jesus will be arrested and you know the cross the cross will be another sign another shocking sign for the disciples as to what the values of the kingdom are so a little bit of this history as to why jesus had to show it because he wanted to show a kind of a leadership that was focused on service or the word that we use would be servanthood yeah that's a great lesson for us especially if as we talk about service you know it's not just talking but actually doing it and you know yeah. by doing it we have that example on on what we need to do and not just uh, talking about it. Now, Father Clarence, remind us, how many years have you been a priest already? Uh, 23 years, Kevin. 23 Sorry. years. That's right. I'm, sh- I'm sure every year you uh, drink Holy Thursday, you do uh, uh, this act or washing the feet at any parish. How do you feel after all these years? Well, I think every year is quite unique, Kevin. Every year, uh, it's, a, it's a kind of, for me as a priest, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very humbling, very moving experience, you know. Yeah, sometimes, you know, because of the intensity of the whole celebration, sometimes it doesn't sink in immediately, you know. Uh, it just after a few days. Usually for me, you know, the whole Easter Triduum is, is just so tiring uh, and it's very draining. You know, you look into the external preparation, then you have the whole service. A lot of times my own experience is 
the week after Easter Sunday is where everything begins to sink in. You know, that you are able to kind of detach oneself from the external and now go to the internal. And I think there have been lots of experiences about washing the feet. I've seen many different reactions from people, you know. Uh, sometimes you ask people, would you like your feet to be washed? You know, oh, no, no, Father, I said, you know, I'm not worthy, you know, I, I'm a sinner. Kind of a quick rejection uh, sometimes. There are people who are quite excited. Uh, they feel very honored. Uh, they feel very special uh, for having been invited uh, to, to, to have their feet washed. Usually what I do in the parish is I try to get a cross-section of the people. It's not just the parish leaders, but try because it's representative of the whole community. Uh, for me, the way I look at it is washing of the feet is not just for the leaders or for special people, but they represent the community. Uh, it's that kind of a whole indication how Jesus washed the feet of his disciples as a sign of his service uh, model that he offers. And I think for me, that's very important. And I think that's, for me, as I said, some accept, some reject. Um, mm -hmm. I've had very different reactions. There are people who shed tears. Uh, there are people who, who are just grinning year to year. They are so happy about it. Uh, so you get different kinds of reactions uh, uh, from having their feet washed. And Father, have, have you seen your, your perception on this washing of the feet change from the first time when you performed it maybe 23 years ago and until now? Have you seen your perception of it change and what, what new insights have you learned about it? Maybe you have some stories to share. Yeah, there's this one that, that comes to mind and I, and I always remember the story. This happened some years ago, you know. So there was this, this elderly lady, you know, uh, who was chosen for her feet to be washed. So, you know, after uh, having washed her feet, you know, uh, and then she kind of, in a very low voice, uh, she said to me, Father, can you pour water also on my knee? My knee has been hurting. You know, uh, for a short while, I was kind of like, you know, dumbfounded, you know, uh, first time I'm getting a kind of a request during the washing of the feet. Usually it's very solemn. People are, you know, very quiet. The choir is singing. Uh, so, I mean, uh, she says, my, my knee is hurting. Uh, so, I mean, after a while, yes, I, I mean, I, I just uh, let it happen. You know, that was her faith. Uh, but I, it began to realize that for different people, the whole experience of having their feet washed, uh, you know, People take it differently, you know. There's a different meaning. Each one appropriates a special meaning for one of each one of them. And maybe for this lady, it was an experience of God's healing, uh, in in many ways. So, I, this is something that I, that I will remember because you know it it never happened, and since then it's never happened again. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's it's an experience. I and I thought it's a kind of a lesson I learned too that you know, as much as I may think uh, with all the theology and all the training. Uh, that we do this, you know, in remembrance of what Jesus asked us, uh, our humbling ourselves. But people who have their, their, their feet washed uh, have a kind of a different experience. Uh, and, and I think each one, uh, is, each one is kind of very unique. You know? and, and since then, I've always tried to ask people after the Mass, I try to ask them, you know, what was your experience? You know? And each one has got a very interesting story to tell. And I think that's, for me, uh, a learning experience. Yeah, I'm sure not only for people who experience the washing of the feet, but also for us uh, at the pews, sometimes when, wa when watching that, the washing of the feet, you know, I'm sure different people have got uh, different, uh, different thoughts and reflections on it. Uh, you know, like for myself, if I can share, I used to work in the airlines before, 
And at one point after service, I was serving the business class. So, you know, we take out the food from the foil packages and put it nicely on the plate and we serve everything in nice glasses. And then after the meal service, my boss, and this was my boss, and, and he asked me what would I want to eat for my lunch? I, I think fish or something. And he started to take it out from the foil and put it on the plate. And I was like going like, you know, boss, you don't have to do that. No, I'll just eat it straight out of the foil. And he said, you know, if we can serve other people, give our best, what more people who are closest to us, people at home, and you know, I've always remembered that and thought of that when I'm watching the washing. I know the context might be a little bit different here, but it just reminds me that, you know, even at home, you know, sometimes we tap out things from the coffee shop and sometimes as family, we just eat from the thing. We just get a spoon. Maybe we're lazy to wash dishes. But, you know, I've started to actually take it out from the styrofoam, put it on a plate when serving my sister or my mother because, you know, we can do that for our family. Why we do it for people we don't know, we serve them and all that, but we treat our family uh, a little bit different. We take them for granted. So that has really taught me a lot. And, you know, since then, you know, serving, you know, it's not just serving people who we don't know, the poor, but just people around us and, and how we value them and treat them. I think that that's quite important, right? Yeah. I, and I think that's a, you know, a very good insight that you have shared with us. You know, each one of us, I think each one of us can serve in different ways. You know, we don't, really don't have to wash each other's feet. But the whole idea of, of serving uh, is what I think uh, uh, the, the washing of the feet uh, represents and, and reminds us very powerfully that we can serve one another. We don't have to lord over each other, but, you know, very often it's the... And I think it's, you, you rightly said, you know, sometimes we, we, we serve others, but we forget to serve the people that are closest to us, uh, the people that we live under the same roof with. Mm-hmm. Now, Father, even though we won't be witnessing the act of washing of the feet in church this year due to the MCO and COVID-19, uh, we can still reflect on the actions of our Lord. Uh, what lessons can we bring to our minds and hearts? Uh, I, I believe, you know, every year we, we, we see this happening. You know, even, for example, the whole media every year will focus on, on the Holy Father washing the feet, uh, whose feet is washing, how is he doing it, where is he doing it. But more than just that, the visual reminder, I think every year there are different lessons to be learned. And for me as a priest too, especially when I have to preach, you know, I can't be preaching the same thing every year. Uh, so I've been trying to reflect maybe this year in the, in the light of, of the pandemic, in the light that we are not in our churches, you know, what can the washing of the feet mean for, for us, or at least for me, uh, which I would like to share with others. So I'd like to share just three, three key points uh, personally, as I reflect and ponder on, on what Jesus did, something that he has asked us to, to reenact and to do. Uh, the first thing is, you know, the washing of the feet really demonstrates God's love. You know? uh, Jesus knew that Judas was there too. Uh, and yeah. he was the one that was going to betray him. You know? you know, very often people tell me their experience, you know, one of the greatest uh, pain that one can experience is the pain of betrayal, you know. And some people say it's even more than any physical pain, you know, uh, maybe something that others can ponder and reflect. And Jesus knew that his, his close friend, a friend that he had invited to be part of his group of uh, companions, was going to betray him. But Jesus still washes the feet of, of, of Judas. And I think that reminds us that, that God's love is boundless. God's love has got no limits. Uh, and that, you know, even at this time, when we, when we despair, when we are broken, when we may even think that God is so far away from us and questions like, you know, does God not love us? 
to put us through such a situation. And I think that act reminds us that God loves us, you know, that his love uh, transcends all human suffering, human pain, and even sin. Uh, and I think he continues to love us. So that's the first thing that I, that I, I recall uh, watching this, uh, his love. Jesus demonstrates his love. Uh, secondly, the second point I think we could take from this is, you know, Jesus demonstrates humility, you know, that, as I said earlier, uh, the, the task of washing the feet is one that belongs to a servant. And Jesus is the master. And the humility that he shows uh, is the whole idea of, of emptying oneself. You know, Jesus is not just going to sacrifice himself on the cross, but even in action towards his disciples in a very personal way, uh, he was going to wash their feet. So he empties himself. And I think it reminds us also, you know, especially this time, you know, when we're all confined to our homes and how important our neighbors are, how important our friends are, uh, there's a call for us to empty ourselves, empty ourselves of the kind of selfish lives that we may have lived. You know, we've always been just concerned about ourselves and not about others, uh, you know. So to, to kind of empty ourselves of selfishness, uh, empty, empty ourselves uh, of, of uh, you know, just, just, just looking at our own selves and our own greed, you know. Uh, you know, at a time when, when we are not able to have access to so many things, we are able to, to survive, if I may use that word, even with the barest minimum, you know. And I think it has, taught, it has taught me, and I hope it, has, it teaches us so that we don't need so many things to survive, you know. Yeah. Uh, we just need simple things to survive and surrounded by the people that we love, you know. So to empty ourselves of, of this greed that, that this world sometimes, you know, puts on us that we want. And, and finally, I think, is pride, to empty ourselves of our pride. This time, it has showed how much we need one another, you know, uh, irrespective of, of who we are, what social status we have. Uh, we're all equal uh, and we all need each other. Uh, so I think this whole idea of Jesus' humility reminds us of emptying ourselves uh, of, of pride, emptying ourselves of, of selfishness uh, and to be able to rely on God. And the third point, I, I think the, the washing of the feet reminds me, uh, is the whole idea of service. You know, servanthood, uh, Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, you know. And that's the model of a Christian. Uh, the, identity of, the identity of a Christian is in mission. Uh, it, it, we are not called to be armchair Catholics, you know, sit at home, you know, watch the TV or watch live streaming masses uh, and be a class one critique of everything. But we are called to action. Not just giving lip service, but called to action. We are called to be of service to one another. So hopefully after this MCO, you know, we can see in our own ways to really, you know, uh, sharpen our identity of mission. So many people will need help to rebuild their lives. And perhaps this whole idea of service uh, can really seep into us in this Holy Thursday as we remind ourselves of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There are three good points there for us to reflect on, especially after, as you mentioned, after the MCO, a lot of rebuilding is going to take place, not just for companies, but just lives itself. And, um, itself. and I think uh, those are some good points that we can reflect on. I'm, I'm still stuck with, you know, Jesus washing Judas' feet. I didn't, never thought about it until we mentioned it just now. I mean, he knows he's going to betray him and still yet he washes his feet. That's, that's amazing and something we should aspire, aspire to do, to love our enemies, right? Yeah. 
All right, Father, I think we're running out of time. So before we end, could you just lead us in a prayer? All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, our loving Father, we come before you once again as we stand at the doorway to enter into the Easter Triduum celebrations. We thank you for this great example that you give us as you wash the feet of the disciples. You remind us of your love. You remind us of humility. You remind us of service. Even though we may not witness this this year, being distant from our churches, may that spirit of Holy Thursday truly inspire our faith to be more like you. And as you reminded your disciples to go and do the same, that we too may be open to imitate you to serve one another. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you very much, Father Clarence. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, once again, a big thank you to Father Clarence for those thoughtful insights. Don't forget you can watch our previous episodes on Facebook, Catholics at Home Podcast, and also on YouTube and Spotify. I'm Kachan Kevin, and on behalf of Father Clarence, we wish you a blessed Holy Thursday. Goodbye now. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Father. <laughs>